This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those Typhon? The summer's out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Me Show right now. Right now. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade. Uh, We're here live. That's right. It's our journey to episode nine, and we are wrapping it up, folks. We are into the sequel trilogy. Back in 2012, Disney purchased the rights to have Star Wars from George Lucas. And I remember specifically in 2012, Sean remembers 2012 when we both graduated from high school um, and we learned of that news that uh, Disney was acquiring um, Star Wars and the franchise itself and that there would be films coming out. And it was an amazing, amazing day, I think, just for the entire fandom knowing that um, George had signed it off and he made his billions and now they're making even more money in the process. But on that day moving forward we came to um the stretch known as 2015 december of 2015 and that's what jump started it all with the force awakens guys now i want to pose this first before we get into our uh and maybe i'm going to do this a little bit differently i think we should do our top uh three moments the three films for the sequel trilogy but and this is a this is going to be a bonus here um i want us to first talk about when we found out that there was going to be more Star Wars films, mm-hmm. and what was your opening night experience for The Force Awakens? How did that go down? And I'll start with Andrew on this one. Um, I was out with my girlfriend at the time, and I got a message on my phone from my brother, um, a text saying, uh, Lucasfilm bought by Disney, new Star Wars films to be announced. I'm like, this has, he has to be like ribbing me. He has to be yeah. fucking messing with me. Sorry for my language, but yeah, no. um, and then I looked up the article and I'm like, holy shit, there's going to yeah. be more Star Wars movies. And at that point, cause it was, yeah, it was 10, 12 years after yeah. revenge of the Sith, which was, supposed to be the end of Star Wars then and opening night it was the first time I had ever gone opening night to any movie Um, it was kind of surreal and I'll never forget it. it I was just talking with people that were Star Wars fans and Pretty sure they're still Star Wars fans, but even if they're not, um, it was just a different feel. And the Lucasfilm logo comes on, and then a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. I don't get teary eyed or anything during movies very often, unless it was a really good movie. Yeah. As soon as the Star Wars logo came on, I. 
I couldn't help it. I got teary eyed yeah. because I never thought I would see another Star Wars movie in theaters. Yeah. And it's going to be the same for Rise of Skywalker, but it's going to be more sad. Because, yes, there's going to be more Star Wars movies, but nothing like this. Right. Yes, there might still be the opening crawl, but it won't have the same feel as the Skywalker saga. Right. Hmm. What about you, Sean? Uh, I think the first time I heard about the deal, I think I, I think we were both in school during that yeah, time. Yeah, we were I both think. in school at that time, yeah. Was it after graduation or before? I can't remember. It was just before. It was actually just before. It was like two weeks before we graduated from high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were, I was studying for finals. I think we both, Robin, you were both, we were both studying for finals. Yeah. And I think, and I think we both texted each other. Uh, I think you texted me. Yeah, saying, I texted you. You texted me saying, oh, look, we're going to get new Star Wars films. Like, and it's like you're you're joking, right? Yeah, he was. And I, yeah, you couldn't believe it. And of course, so I was sitting in front. Of, like I looked up, like Andrew said, looked up the articles. I go, oh shit, we're actually getting it. And I think that I think that moment or before, I think you could say your moment soon. But uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like we're gonna have we're gonna have. Like, you could say your moment soon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to be a dick there. No, that was awesome. Um, but I think we knew that moment. It's like that we were gonna have a, more Star Wars films. Like yeah. it was so surreal. And then opening night, uh, I, we both went, and it was at the time when we first started the podcast. Yeah, which is really, which was a big moment. deal for us, and. And I think we both, or I got uh, teary eye a little bit, but not, not to extent. I see more towards the end than the the beginning. I think, yeah, I think for, towards the end, just because I felt a uh, relief that we're getting more films after that, yeah. and and I think also it was my first time going to see the opening night too. Yeah. I think I. Don't I think you specifically said that too. Yeah, like this was your first opening night experience since Revenge of the Sith, in particular. I I don't think I saw Revenge of the Sith opening night, but I saw. Opening oh, I thought weekend. you had. Okay, you saw yeah, opening. Yeah, I weekend. I saw Revenge of the Sith opening weekend. That's who's not okay. opening night. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, Plus, I mean, I was in middle school when it yeah. came when Revenge of the Sith came out, so it's like I can't really go to the opening night because back, then, <laughs> right, back yeah. then it was just midnight showings. Right, it was. It was. I don't think the Ioka had opening opening night. They I did. They did. I was I was Is there they? that night. Yeah, I didn't go to school the next day. Ooh, look at you skipping school, and now you're a teacher skipping school. Anyway, uh, big flex, big flex? Question mark. Yeah, big flex. Exactly. Three question marks. Like. <laughs> Many question marks. Um, exactly. No, I mean, I, I think the one thing about the Force Awakens and opening night in particular, uh, just the even the lead up, like in 2012, like Sean said, um, you know, I think we were both in like a lull period where our fandom we 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 hadn't really discovered it just yet. 
um, I think we were both reading comics at that time. Um, I was really like into Marvel stuff in particular at that time. Um, I was I was reading Star Wars stuff. Like I, I, I in particular, I was going back through my Legends novels that I had in, on collection. Um, just kind of reading through like the Darth Bane stuff. It was just more for fun. Uh, just you know, going to Comic Cons and whatever else, just to kind of have that background knowledge. And then I remember seeing the article. I can't I can't remember if specific. It was on the Star Wars website when they put it up. Um, that Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney and that the $4.3 billion deal was about to go through and, and George had signed the paperwork and it's great because they showed his signature on the bottom. They didn't show the entire contract, but they just showed a picture of the signature at the bottom. And then of course, Bob Iger's signature right next to it, um, which was really, really cool. And I think the one exciting thing for me from that signing was knowing that Kathleen and Dave was coming over with it because being a big fan of the Clone Wars in particular, much like you, Sean, yeah. um, and Andrew, you know, just seeing that those names that I had seen in the crawl after the Clone Wars um, were going to be a part of the Lucasfilm, that Kathleen would be leading Lucasfilm in particular was, was really the, great. Essentially, that was yeah. essentially the only thing that we had for TV. Oh, for visual effects or visuals for Star Wars. Uh, Star effects. Wars. Yeah. And I remember that after that moment, it was just like, oh, crap. All right. So we're getting movies. When are we going to hear about these things? And then, of course, 2015 rolls around. Force Awakens comes out. And I was absolutely obsessed. I was buying merch left and right for Force Awakens. It was like I was reliving my childhood. It really was. With Force Friday, it was just, it was amazing. I still have a lot of my original Force Friday things. Um, the admission ticket to get into Force Friday um, at Toys R Us, I still have those little tickets that they handed out to you so you could wait in line. And then if you didn't have a ticket, you had to come back in the morning um, is how they ran it at the one over here in Newington, New Hampshire. Um, so I remember being in line for that and then finally seeing the film. Um, I, I It's not only in you all the listeners out there will know this. It's not just what jump-started Brick City Blockade in particular. It was the conversations that The Force Awakens brought, being their opening night, the experience of it, that is why I texted Sean after and said, we've been talking so much about this film. Let's just put a microphone out and let's just share that experience with everybody out there. And, I mean, that's how that was birthed. That's how, <laughs> that's how Brick City Blockade, uh, it sounds like a lot of hoopla. Uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> um, basically, Brick City Blockade is the Krusty Krab training video in many different ways. It really um, is. And The Force Awakens is, is the Krabby Patty um, when it comes to that training video. The secret formula? Yeah. It do you want was... me to give you the sappy answer or do you want me to give you the realistic answer? Yes. Oh, just yes? Okay, so you yes. get both. Sappy answer was Sean saying yes to doing this podcast and having him jump on board and be able to be my co-host on it and really help me lead the charge on this thing. And then the real answer is me actually having the availability to get into that basement where we did the podcast and have to move workout equipment aside so that we could actually record a fucking podcast. That's the reality of that. Well, my, I bet my, my is it the crap was a bench or press. Is it the secret formula? The secret formula, Andrew, is the pain and sweat that Sean and I had to go through to move workout equipment in the downstairs Blood, area of my apartment. Blood, sweat, tears, and occasional push-up. And, and, and the force. And the force, yeah, we used the force to do it. 
stupid washing machines. <laughs> anyway. That, that one moment, you, the first you time. You poor, we... poor people. Hey, you know what? Every basement podcast has to start somewhere. It's true. Um, but think this way. If The Force Awakens never happened... Brick City wouldn't have happened. Brick City wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have met. None of it. None of it would have happened. So that alone by itself, because we're here in this moment, we're recording this podcast for you guys right now. That is right there before we even get to our top three for Force Awakens. Also, we'd probably be doing a sports podcast. We probably, yeah, we probably would have went down a very different path with it. And, um, you know, because Sean and my first passion was sports. That was always our, you know, I was going into sports broadcasting early on. Sean and I connected over sports. Um, so that's always where that stood. And we still do. We still talk about it a lot. And you hear that sometimes. But uh, Force Awakens was the jump start to it all in many different ways. So, Andrew. Before we get to that. What was your guys' reaction to seeing the first teaser trailer for Force Awakens? Wow. Tears. Because I, I was at work when it was released. Tears in the Han moment. I mean, the Han moment alone. No, it, even before that, where... Oh, was, yeah, no, no, but I'm just, I'm just saying, though. Like, that was the one that did it for me. But, yeah, the original teaser, mm-hmm. where you just see Finn standing there. Where you see Finn yeah. cut to Ray's speeder, yes. Kylo Ren, and then just the, the sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him in the in the snow it's, and everything. It, it it literally took my breath away when I Me saw too. it the first time. Just seeing uh, the Falcon again is what took my breath away. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then so we get the, to the Star Wars music too. Yes, that that made mm-hmm. it even better. I think so the Star true. Wars music hit me the most when I heard it. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I do. Is, is, that's what everyone thinks of Star Wars usually. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the you could just the music, yeah. Just the uh, main title. Yeah, so very true. And I think, you know, a lot of the things that we can connect on when it comes to that is, you know, being able to see those trailers, those teasers, being there opening night, seeing this film, and then the conversations that came after. I can't even tell you like when Sean and I were first really moving with the podcast and starting to share out, I mean, Facebook alone, you want to talk about the amount of star Wars groups that are available on Facebook right now for people to join and to get started. I remember joining in particular was the collider Jedi council, um, Mm -hmm. their feed, which is actually many months later where I met Scott Inchin and we connected through chatting through the Collider Jedi Council page, which is why I invited him on a guest on Talking Star Wars. And that's where that connection happened was just through the Facebook groups. And I remember sitting there and Scott sent me a request to join this Star Wars group and then this Star Wars group. So I got to give Scott a lot of credit for, for opening me up to the Star Wars groups on Facebook. And I remember watching just the numbers of them growing. The 501st, all of the cosplay groups that started erupting after that. It's like, finally, we have something that we can talk about and get people involved with again. I want to say, between the release of Force Awakens itself and probably March of 2016... There at least had to have been five or six thousand Facebook groups for Star Wars launched within that period of time, and I was probably mm-hmm. part of at least two hundred of them, um, which was absolutely fantastic. I and think I might have 
found you in one of those groups. I think I think you did. I think you there. Yeah. We didn't, yeah. We didn't really start talking until the last Jedi. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was just before the last Jedi came out that that we really started talking about it. And then I'm like, hey, let's do Knights of the Order. <laughs> Knights of the and Order, then, yeah. And That's then right. look at us now. You can't Crazy. get rid of me. <laughs> can't get rid of them. You can't get now, rid of them. Now that we're men. What? Now that we're men. Now that we're men. Yeah. We got facial hairs. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ever since then. The way. This is the way, folks. This is the way. So, Andrew, um, I'm not gonna have you start this one off. I'm gonna have uh, Sean. <laughs> you like that little twist? I'm, okay I'm, with that. I'm gonna have Sean start off the Force Awakens top three for you. What are your big three takeaways from your rewatch of Force Awakens? Um, now being able to uh, relive that moment again. Well, since we're doing top three, because I had like top seven in my mind since we're changing it up. <laughs> top three there, big but, man. Just your top three. Yes. Uh, my number three probably has to be the first time uh, we see Ray. Because it's, it, I think it's so, uh, for her, it's so iconic for uh, the, the viewers watching it because it's the first uh, female lead in the Star Wars film that we had. And it's, and it's, I think it's very important to see her as a lead, especially for the younger audience, uh, especially young girls seeing it. Uh, it was 100%. like the same same thing when Leia came out. The first yeah. first uh, yep. seeing Leia come in 1977 is the same reaction, but it's, it's a, I think it was a little different this time, of course, because Ray's a lead and... Yep. I think that's a huge part of what Star Wars is because it's not just about uh, male or female. It's about uh, different uh, people. It's just different people of color, races, presentation, uh, gender. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number. Uh, my number two probably has to be. Um, probably the scene when we see. Uh, Leia and Han the first time together when when Leia uh, comes out off the ship and oh, sees Han after the attack on standing, Takadana, yeah, and they're just standing. There's like that moment alone is so so iconic. I think it was a little bit. I had a that teared me up when I was watching that, especially seeing them together and uh, more than the first time we see Han with the Millennium Falcon. And I think I think it's so great to see what I think J.J. Abrams did bringing all the iconic characters back from the first from the original to the first one and coming to the Rise of Skywalker. And I think it he does such a great job doing that. He and, does. And for my number one probably has to be I think just the opening crawl itself. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, because I think it just holds a special place in in my heart. Just the first time we see the movie together, and as a podcast, and it just—I think it's just so great. Yeah. What are you thinking, Andrew? It's one of the better crawls because most of the time I'm not really reading the crawl for the other movies, but. But Force Awakens, it was really the one that I paid attention to. Stood out. 
because it's like because the first line is Luke Skywalker has vanished. So it's like, oh, so what's the story? And pretty much in that crawl, it gives you kind of a backstory of what's been going on. Yeah. And um, going back to one of Sean's points with um, being introduced to Ray, for the first, what would you say? Her introduction is about five, ten minutes or so. A solid from, five, yeah. going from five the, ten minutes. From the Star Destroyer to her speeder to um, the junkyard is probably about ten minutes or so. Uh, yeah, about ten, ten twelve minutes, yeah. In that amount of time, there's no dialogue. Yes, that's such a good point. And, and there really that, isn't. That says a lot. If you can get a character that interesting, well, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get into this dialogue. BB 8s not there when she's first introduced. That's true. That's not until yeah. a little bit after. Not until she's at her ATAT house. Um, uh, okay. So. But just no dialogue or anything, and it shows how interesting of a character she is. And I'll get more into comparing a certain other character with another character a little later that I'll get hate on. Okay. <laughs> What's your number two? Uh, two, it would have to be Han and Chewie entering the Falcon again. Uh, we're home. It, mm. As much as I'm not a Han Solo fan, and I voiced my opinion on it. Very much so. Um, because I said to you, I didn't cry when Han Solo died. I laughed. <laughs> you sick bastard, you. Well, he got yeah. what was coming. He was a bad dad. He got what was coming to him. Anyway, Greedo, Greedo's, up in, Greedo's up in heaven laughing at him. Yep. McClunky. And Han Solo's in hell. Because he said, because he said, and <sighs> Because he said in that price race back, then I'll see you in hell. Oh, so technically, yes. Okay, fine, fine. I'll let you. I'll let that one go. <laughs> yes, and I'll let that one go. Num- number one for me, anything with Kylo Ren. Oh, that's I like that. Mm, that's a good yeah. answer. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Compare if we're just comparing the Force Awakens and the New Hope. Kylo Ren to Darth Vader. Kylo Ren is the more interesting character. We learn more about Kylo Ren in this one movie than we did of Darth Vader in A New Hope. That's a good point. And it's the first movie where we see a dark side user trying to resist the pull of the light side. Mm. And I have liked Kylo's arc throughout this entire trilogy. He is one of the best characters that they've come up with for this trilogy. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. Like Kylo Ren alone has just been probably, I I would say one of the Uh, best characters out of this, but also probably I'll be curious to hear what you have to say on this one, Sean, but he has to be probably one of the more well-developed of all of them next to probably Ray. I agree. Which is done on purpose, of course, but I feel like th- there's still so much mystery with both of these characters, but Kylo Ren's lineage is what pulls him 
in a direction where fans can look at it and say, oh, crap, you know, he's got a little bit of Solo and he's got a little bit of Skywalker in him. You know, there's going to have to be some conflicting stuff even deeper than Ray herself um, that's going to be happening with this character. And he, I think he's probably one of the more fascinating characters to come out of the sequel trilogy because we've never really seen somebody who is fighting against what he's been told he has to be. You know what I mean? I feel like Kylo is was always fighting against you have to be mm-hmm. like your mother. You have to be like Luke. You have to be like a Skywalker. You have to be like your dad. You got to be courageous. You got to be out there fighting, you know, find, fighting your way through the galaxy. And he simply was like, you know what? I got to be me. And he's mm-hmm. so conflicted in that way. And I think that that's been the beauty of that character. What do you think, Sean? Um... <laughs> I'm not a huge Kyle Ren fan. I know you're not. Uh, I mean, he's he's a different character, but I think he just he's poorly executed. I think, in my opinion, I can understand that. I think I think Adam Driver is a great actor. He does not fit the role of Kyle Ren. I think that's the reason why. Uh. I think Adam Driver is a one of the better actors I've seen in. Wow. In the Star Wars trilogy, I mean, other than Natalie Portman, that's why I mean, I, that's why I love Natalie Portman. I mean, Padme, but she's poorly executed. Like <laughs> Natalie Portman is a fantastic actress. Uh, I can just, understand that. Huh? That is a real but, interesting uh, but, perspective. But I still love Kylo Ren. He's not. He's he's a he's a cool character, all but just poorly executed, in my opinion. I I hope in this. Right, Zara Walker. It it changed my opinion to it, and I yeah. I hope it will. That's fascinating. I'd never heard your perspective on Kylo Ren like that, and that's and that's interesting that you bring that up because it's been. And I'm going to say this just outside of Star Wars itself, but you look at some of the more recent roles that Adam Driver has been picking up in, is like he is a little bit separating himself from Star Wars. He's trying to show that he's got more of an acting career. Daisy Ridley, that's why she said after nine, you know what, I really don't think I'm going to get back into it for a while because she, you know, they have another career. And I think that's always been the stigma of Star Wars too, is that mm-hmm. when you do a Star Wars, you know, <laughs> when you do a Star War, You're you know, ca- they don't want to be trapped. Um, yeah, they don't want to be trapped in it. They so. don't want to be trapped the way Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were trapped. Right, right. Harrison, yeah, Ford, I, Harrison Ford got lucky with Indiana Jones. That's my really opinion. Did. Really That's really did. my opinion. If he didn't get Indiana Jones, he would be trapped with Han Solo. Which yeah. and I don't think fine, Adam Driver will be trapped. No, I don't I think, think so either. I think Adam Driver, he's been picking some of these great movies, Black Handsman, uh, uh, wow, so good. Uh, Logan Lucky is totally, totally different of what he totally does. Totally different. Totally and different. He, he can do comedy because it's SNL. So <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see how that all plays out, and you know, I think probably my number three moment in the Force Awakens alone itself. Um, I'm gonna have to go with um. Maz's castle itself. Um, I, I was always waiting for a cantina type scene like we saw um, in particular in a new hope, you know, going to Moss Eisley, 
cantina and seeing all the creatures i'm I'm such a big creatures person and special effects you know our good friend details of course who's been on the podcast many many times and is a friend of the podcast itself it worked on force awakens he worked on rogue one in the creatures department he was performance capture and he was um uh, you know on set playing characters in the force awakens and one of the things he told me was like you know that scene alone took so many takes to do because you had so many people in that room you had to make sure everything was lined up properly to get the shots the music when you walk in i mean lin-manuel from uh from hamilton got, went in and wrote the uh, reggae type theme for when you go into maz's castle is really cool and uh it still sticks out to me uh oh doogie boogie oh movie that whole song is just so so cool and uh yeah number three for me is maz's castle number two and is the one that always stands out to me is Ray's uh, visions that she has when she touches mm. the lightsaber. Um, it, it's it's probably one of the more eerie scenes that I've seen in Star Wars. Okay. It's different because we get flashbacks, um, we get calls to the future. I feel at different times as well, um, and the voices, the voices that are used. You know, we get Obi Wan's voice. Voices this time. Yeah, it's one of those scenes that I continually go back and listen to, and I still think to this day there's a moment where you do hear Palpatine's cackle just a tiny bit. I think I heard it. I think I heard Obi Wan mm. say um, when he says to Luke and Empire, "This is when you'll be tempted by the dark side." Yes, I, think I heard a little bit of that line. Yes, there's so much that. of that. There's so many different things. That is the one. That's why. And I'll say this to folks, if you're wondering why this crazy motherfucker right here went back to the movie theater 15 times to see the movie, I, I literally paid matinee on the weekends to go back and watch that scene till it came out on DVD because I wanted to examine it more and more. I think JJ, that that is probably, and I, I'm probably taking a risk saying this, no matter what the Rise of Skywalker gives us, and I don't know what Palpatine's going to give us, that is the one scene in the sequel trilogy up to this point that I think will always stick and be so iconic mm -hmm. because it's something mm -hmm. new. It's something different and it's something that, you know, kicks off the pathway to Ray and she denies it at first, but she knows, she knows that it's the only way she's got to go. So I, I, anything that involves the force and shows us a, a different aspects of the past and the future mm -hmm. is always welcome, always welcome in star Wars. I agree completely. Mm, yeah, same here. So then heading into my number one moment in The Force Awakens. Um, and this one, I had to really think about this one because I, I had a lot of choices for the top one. Um, I always thought that Kylo Ren and Rey facing each other um, when he's trying to get information out of her was always so fascinating. Um, the way that she was able to out of nowhere just basically look at him and say you know you'll never be as strong you're worried that you're you're worried that you'll never be as strong as darth vader it's like where did she pull that one from holy shit like she just was able to read him like a book in that moment mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm gonna say i think it's the story progression of fn2187 that it really sticks out to me the most in the force awakens this is the first time folks that in Star Wars, we get into the mind and we see the life of a stormtrooper. This mm -hmm. is the first time that we see the struggles 
in the reality and we get it in the canon about why they're trained you know these are humans that are pulled away from their from their parents you know by the first order out of not not even the parents choice but out of their will to go and do this work for the first first order and finn goes against that he goes against the grain and one of the best things i think with star wars is that it shows how to go against the grain but to do it in a way that impacts others for a positive and fn2187 or finn i love that whole scene with poe and he's trying to figure out a name for him and, and their relationship alone you know i think that really getting into the mind of somebody who's involved with the first order of the empire has always been the most fascinating piece for me you always want to know what's going on on the other side and to have a stormtrooper defect and to go to the other side and do what's right for the galaxy is exactly what we need in this world today that reality that the times are changing and that we have to make an impact in every way possible to make things better and that's what that character does so for me bravo to john boyega and to the character of f1 fn2187 um because it really makes the force awakens the force awakens i i can agree with that mm. um we'll get into some of my issues with the last jedi with the character of finn itself yeah. um, but i i really do like finn's character i am happy to see in rise of skywalker it does seem like he's in a more confident role and he knows what he and he knows where he should be yeah um, i'll get more into my stuff with the last jedi um when we record it but um i i think i know where you're going with it as well is and and yeah. i'll say it here but and then i'll have you kind of you know, of course when we record it say it more but i i think i know where you're going with it and, and i have to wholeheartedly agree with you with it too is like force awakens gives him so much gravitas in terms of a character and gives him so much purpose and power that when by the time we get to that next episode we look at it and we're like this is not this is not the character that, that we saw in the first one okay i'll i'll get into no. it now yeah um, you might as well because it, it, it's yeah. so important it's to have it, even here it's it's as if they the character took Two steps forward in the Force Awakens, and the Last Jedi took like five steps back. I agree. And it didn't make sense. Okay, Finn <coughs> went up and fought Kylo Ren on his own. Yeah. It showed he was yeah. brave. Why a few hours later? would he be like we have to run away from the first order again it it doesn't make sense and i i get it i get what ryan johnson was kind of doing yeah of course but that's one one of the issues i have with the last jedi um there's not many that i have there's not many yeah. issues i have with the last jedi but um that's one of the big ones that i have an issue with um, I'll get yeah. more into it. Yeah, of course. We were viewed last Jedi, but I wanted to kind of give an idea. Yeah, a little uh, teaser at it. Yeah. Little teaser at it because you do look do at. You guys have. Yeah, no, you, you guys have issues from Force Awakens. Just curious. I mean, I think it's important to throw some issues. Yeah, I think the, it's like the main. The, the Force Awakens is my favorite movie in the sequel trilogy. I have I have no issues with it. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm in the same camp as you on it. I think it's, it's exactly what this gal, this story needed. And it, it's, it's really one of those films that, you know that JJ came in. He knows how to lead off a film. And everybody says he doesn't know how to end a film. We're going to find that out on Thursday. He's uh, going to end it perfectly. He's going to end it very well. I have a feeling. And if anything, JJ knows what to do. It's how to reboot something and give it its original feel. Look at Star and Trek. That's what he did. Yeah, look at Star Trek. Exactly. I wasn't really a big Star Trek fan, but I did like the movies that he did for Star Trek. Yeah. Which ones did you do? I don't he I did, watch the Star Trek. He did the first one. Into darkness. Into darkness. I don't, did he the one with with Zoe with Zoe Sandola? I think so. I know Benedict Cumberbatch was in the second one. Yeah, he was. He uh, was. Did he do the last one, or was he just a producer? Producer. Okay. Because he, he was pro- he was doing um, Force Awakens when. Yes. Yeah, one, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He had signed the contract for Force Awakens. So, so, so yeah. if you're saying you can't finish anything, you was kind of a little bit busy. <laughs> yeah, that's on right. that end. That's right. So it, well, you know, well, any movie is not really finished. True. Well, <laughs> right. Lord of the Rings is finished. All right. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess. So. All right, Sean. Amazon series comes out, but you know, kick it off with your make it or break it. What is the Rise of Skywalker got to make or break? aspects from the force awakens because this is interesting because it's jj that led this thing off and now he's got to close it out so what for you is going to make it make the the right yeah which for you is see this is this is podcasting this is podcasting like this is pod racing yeah. this is podcasting Wait, for um, me right yes for you what's okay, going so to make I didn't, it? I didn't i didn't hear you before uh to make I'm it a- um <laughs> i want I would love to see. Uh, I know we're seeing uh, Ray with we're seeing her dark side, but I w- I want to see her m- explore more on the dar- other dark side, and we didn't we didn't really see that in Force Awakens. We saw it a, a little bit in the last Jedi. The last Jedi. We'll talk about uh, next episode, but I really want her to ex- like explore. Uh, Deeply with the the Sith, the dark side. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool. I think mm-hmm. we'll get something on the wise of that. Yeah, probably. Uh, to for me to for break it, I think. Oof, um, it's hard because Force Awakens didn't have much issues, but I think breaking. Uh, come back to me for break it actually. Okay, Andrew. Make it or break it. What's going to do it for you? Make it. Um... It's hard because it, it, it yeah, is JJ. It, and you, it is. It, there's an expected style from him. Okay, make it. If they follow up on the vision that Ray has. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good um, one. If they say it's like something that Palpatine manipulated into her and seeing mm. or something like that, that would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Break it. If they don't have Kylo Ren as Ray's equal. Yeah. Kylo Ren, yes, he was 
kind of on par with Ray in The Last Jedi, but kind of not at the same time. He is supreme leader. He did something that Darth Vader was never able to do. He overthrew his master and took his place. Yeah. And I want to see Kylo Ren just an unstoppable beast. And I want Ray is going to be stronger, but I want Ray to be Kylo Ren to be her equal. Yeah. And if they make him kind of like not, that'll kind of break it for me. If they still have him portrayed as kind of weak, mm. then that'll kind of be like, uh, they they should have done that better. That would right. be actually my break as well, but I'll but more of um, don't don't I really don't want Kylo Ren to have a redemption in this in movie. I I'm, think it was, I'm fine if Kylo doesn't have a redemption. Yeah, but like you said, I don't want him to be weak either. I want him to be stronger than what Vader was. I, he hasn't he I hasn't proved to, that yet. I want him to prove Ray Ron that he's stronger than Darth Vader. Interesting. Yeah, so we're, we're in the same boat. We're breaking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, I don't even have a break it because it is J.J. Abrams. And there's an expected way that he's going to be able to handle the Rise of Skywalker. I'm in, I'm in the same boat as Andrew on this one. I think that for this film to make it, you have to be able to take what Ray saw in The Force Awakens, and you got to take that to the next level. you got to be able to show us, okay, you know, her being left on Jakku. What's the meaning behind that? You know, the Knights of Ren standing before, you know, Ray in, uh, <laughs> in the rain. You know, that's not something that necessarily happened in the past. That could have been something that happened in the future. We know we're seeing the Knights of Ren in this. So where's that connection and then of course i think the big one is is when ray is standing in the forest you know we obviously do see that scene in the force awakens where kylo approaches her but it's the voice that calls to her in that moment says ray and and it's ben kenobi's voice Mm. and i think that that alone just why that voice is placed in that moment has a lot of meaning to it and for this film to make it you've got to be able to take what you mastered in your first film the first of this sequel trilogy and you got to take all aspects of that storytelling and wrap it up in a way so that when we walk out of that theater we say all right that made sense why he did it that makes sense or at least leave it on another cliffhanger where it's going to have more questions for us to answer mm-hmm. that's the other aspect of it i think it will kind of show the full vision mm-hmm. i think I think Palpatine will show her like the full vision, where her parents came from, why she was left on Jakku. I think everything is every question we've had. I think is going to be answered in this movie. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy that the Force think, Awakens comes out and that happens. I think I think we're gonna have a couple of visions and it's gonna be answered everything that she wants. I, it would be cool. Ray has a vision and Kylo has a vision. Yeah, we don't see Kyle's vision. And their visions collide. That would be interesting. Because their minds minds are linked. They are linked. That's something that Snoke did. 
like Skype. Kind of like us right now. Interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting ideas here, folks. And again, like Andrew said in our recap of Return of the Jedi, guys, we are literally a little bit more than 48 hours away from going to see the rise of Skywalker. It's going to be an amazing time. And I ask everybody, of course, if you're on social media blackout, eh, you're not missing out on much. No, I'm kidding. You're going to, you're going to miss out on a shit ton of stuff. Um, but we'll be doing our best to post up things over on the YouTube page. So, you yeah. know, what you're watching up to that point is it's going to be spoiler free before we head into the theater. So please follow everything we're going to be doing over here on the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to the brick city blockade over here and then check us out on iTunes and Spotify for the audio versions of our journey to episode nine podcast this has been so much fun in the process we have one more to go up into the yep. rise of skywalker like andrew says this thing has been going by so fast but you all Actually, get to we have, technically we have two we, we're gonna have a oh the rise of skywalker by itself Oof. guys that's like the next hundred episodes right there it's just yeah. gonna be on that yeah so think about that's how sean think about it think about how many episodes after the force awakens we did just on what happened what, in the force awakens on the fort it was like about 10 15 a solid just regular podcast one hour episodes about it so you're talking about 15 yeah, hours of conversation it's gonna be fun and i honestly think doing this recap it made the last week go by a lot faster so much faster it did so much faster we had so much free time we, we were able to do this we were able to make this possible sure. guys all for you all for you out there the fandom itself this but is our I, Christmas present to you guys. Yes. But I do want to say, um, this isn't the end of our recap series. There's going to be more. Not. Um, no, we we I, have Mandalorian. We, we have the Clone yeah. Wars. We have Obi-Wan. We, we got a lot of stuff coming in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean movie-wise. Movie-wise. Yeah. Movie -wise, yeah. I think January 7th, what movie comes out on DVD slash Blu-ray that day? Ooh. What movie comes out? Joker. Oh, right. Yeah. I that think we should do a recap of Joker. Because huh. I want to... Because we've talked like... about it, but I really want to get your guys' thought, like in-depth thoughts on oh, Joker. So we will be expanding our boundaries in terms of the reviews that we do. I like that idea. I think the Patreon yeah, yeah. people would love to hear that. I think the people over on our iTunes feed would love to hear that as well. So. <laughs> and YouTube. Don't forget YouTube. And YouTube, of course. Of course. Over. Let us know if you want if any other movies that you guys want us to review. Yeah. Absolutely. Even, even if they're bad movies, we'll do it. Oh, yeah. We'll go MST3K style. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You, so you know, we've come to that to time that. of the show here. <laughs> so we've come to that time of the show. Okay, it's, hold, hold on. No, 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 no. We've wait, come to the time wait, of the show wait, where wait, it's a little thing wait. we... And then it uh, screen freezes. Do the quickening for Mortal Kombat Annihilation for us to review. Say that again? <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't hear you. You got cut Mortal off. Mortal Kombat? I landed to the quickening for Mortal Kombat Annihilation that we would have to review. So, Sean, tell the good people where they can find you. <laughs> here, Annihilation. 
Oh, don't answer the question. Don't, don't feed into. Oh. oh, Annihilation. The we're just, the, we're the, just... the one with Natalie Portman movie. What are you talking oh, about? We're reviewing that. Interesting. Sitting there like good, good. Make Robin frustrated. For the last yet, I'll I'll wear a hoodie the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. No, but I mean it, Sean. Where can the good people find you across social media? Uh, I mean it. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Instagram, it's Zozy. Uh, music at Bandcamp. 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 SoundCloud. And Facebook. Sweet. How about you, Mr. Garrett, who likes to well, push buttons? You love it when I push your buttons. Oh, I totally do. Um, this week you cannot find me on social media. I am darked. Um, you, you can follow me. You can message me. I will not respond to you. Who's your darked? That is, that is just so welcoming. I love that. <laughs> There's a lot of jerks out there. I'm sorry. Ah, I don't blame you on that one. Yeah. I don't blame you on that one. Uh, very simple for me. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Bo Tweets. Until tomorrow, then I'm going to go on my blackout streak. Um, until the weekend, most likely, once most people have seen it, we'll see what happens at that point. Of course, Brick City Blockade at www.brickcityblockade.com. Keep your eyes out, too, as well, people, for some Starlight Children's Foundation mm -hmm. stuff. Working on a couple different things with them for the new year. New Year's Eve, we may be running a little something-something to help them out heading into 2020. And, of course, our iTunes, Spotify feed, Words of the Wills with Mr. Garish itself on Wednesdays. We're looking forward to that kicking off, especially a little bit more in 2020 because we're going to have so much more to talk about yeah. um, when that time comes around. And both, then, of course... Both the Facebook Live version and the audio and the version. version. Yeah, With the absolutely. three of us. I do like the format of the three of us doing yeah. audio Words of the Wills. Works very well. Yeah. Works very well. And there can be more guests. Um, going yeah, I'm looking forward to that in 2020. Like that, so. Yeah, having guests on from uh, the Star Wars universe and from the movie world itself. Um, we're looking forward to that in 2020 as well. So please make sure to subscribe here on iTunes to um, all those amazing things and subscribe over here on YouTube as well. All those great formats. So as we always say here on the podcast, and it's not a podcast episode until we do it, folks. Hey, may the force, force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. Always. Shanty Claus. <laughs> <laughs>